kunjabiha jayaradha madva kunjabiha Gopi Janavala Bhagiri Varadhari Chaya Gopi Janavala Bhagiri Varadhari Yashodanandana Prajajanarandana Yashodanandana Prajajanarandana Jamunatirabana Jamuna Tira Banachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Behari Madhava Kunja Behari Chaya Gopi Janavalabha Kedivaradhari Gopi Janavala Bhagiri Badadhari Gala Bhagiri Badadhari Yashoda Nandana Bhajajana Randana Yashoda Nandana Bhajajana Randana Jamunatira Banachari Jamunatira Banachari Jayaradha Manuva Kunjabiha Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Om Vishnu Pada Paramahamsa Bharivaji Kacharya Asto Tarasata Shri Shri Mad his Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ki Ananta Ananda Koti Vaishnava Brinda Ki Namacharya Srila Harirat Stakura Ki 
Grantarad Simad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Nitai Gora Premanandi Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Prescribed Duties for Mankind, Chapter 17. Mother Pavati curses Chitraketu, text number 30. Aviveka Krita Pumso. Yarta Beda Ivatmani. Guna Dosha Vikalpascha. Bid Eva Srajivat Kritaha Aviveka Krita Pumso Hiyarta Beda Ivatmani Guna Dosha Vikalpascha Bid Eva Srajivat Kritaha Aviveka Krita Pumso Hiyarta Bede Ivatmani Guna Dosha Vikalpascha Bhidevas Rajivat Kritaha Aviveka Krita Pumso Yarta Beda Ivatmani Guna Dosha Vikalpascha Pidevas Rajivat Kritaha Aviveka Kritapumso Yarta Beda Ivatmani Guna Dosha Vikalpascha Viva Srijivat Kritaha Aviveka Kritapumso Yarta Beda Ivatmani Gunadosha Vikalpascha Pideva Srajivat Kritaha Aviveka Kritapumso Yata Beda Ivatmani 
गुणदोषाकृता done in ignorance without mature consideration pumsaha of the living entity he indeed artabedaha differentiation of value eva like atmani in himself gunadosha of quality and fault vikalpa imagination cha and pit difference eva certainly sraji in a garland but like kritaha made as one mistakenly considers a flower garland to be a snake or experiences happiness and distress in a dream so in the material world by lack of careful consideration we differentiate between happiness and distress considering one good and the other bad hmm. purport the happiness and distress of the material world of duality are both mistaken ideas in the chaitanya charitamrita anjalila chapter 4 text 176 it is said dwaite badra badra gyan saba mano dharma e bhala e manda e saba brahm the distinctions between happiness and distress in the material world of duality are simply mental concoctions for the so-called happiness and distress are actually one and the same they are like the happiness and distress in dreams a sleeping man creates his happiness and distress by dreaming although actually they have no existence the other example given in this verse is that a flower garland is originally very nice but by mistake for want of mature knowledge one may consider it a snake In this connection there is a statement by Prabodhananda Saraswati Vishvam Purna Sukhayate Everyone in this material world is distressed by miserable conditions but Shila Prabodhananda Saraswati says that this world is full of happiness How is this possible He answers Yat Karunya Kantaka Vaibhava Vaibhava Vatam 
tam goram eva stumaha. A devotee accepts the distress of this material world as happiness only due to the causeless mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. By his personal behaviour, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed that he was never distressed but always happy in chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. One should follow in the footsteps of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and engage constantly in chanting the Mahamantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Then he will never feel the distresses of the world of duality. In any condition of life, one will be happy if he chants the holy name of the Lord. In dreams, we sometimes enjoy eating sweet rice and sometimes suffer. So, as if one of our beloved family members had died. Because the same mind and body exist in the same material world of duality, when we are awake, the so-called happiness and distress of the world are no better than the false superficial happiness of dreams. The mind is the via medium in both dreams and wakefulness and everything created by the mind in terms of sankalpa and vikalpa, acceptance and rejection is called manodharma or mental concoction. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gnanjana Sulakaya Chakshurun Militam Dinaha Taspaye Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vishnam Stapitam Dinabhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahiyap Excuse me, the Dati Svapadanti Kam Mukam Karoti Vachalam Pankum Langaya Tegarim Yad Kripa Tamaham Bandehe Sri Kurum Dinatarinam So there are two examples given here. What's the first example? That's the second example. What's the first example? Happiness and distress are like what? Dream. It's like a dream. So, material life is considered to be like a state of dreaming. And why is that? Why are the 
happiness and pleasure of material existence considered to be a dream. Why? Temporary. Temporary, yes. You can dream your... When I was a young boy, I used to dream a lot about flying in the sky. Flying around. Don't dream like that anymore. And I used to think that was fun. <laughs> huh? But how seriously do we take the happiness of flying around in dreams? Huh? Not very serious, seriously at all. And same with, uh, you know, sometimes we have a nightmare where we're waking up and we're in terror because we've just been experiencing some uh, unpleasant uh, um, action, reaction in our dreaming state. You know, as a young child, we'd call out to our parents, Mommy, Daddy, help me. But actually, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> it's just what's going in and in, on in our, on the subtle platform, which is an indication of how much we identify with the self in its various manifestations, right? There's the, there's the gross body, which experiences the pleasures and pains of material existence. There's the subtle body that experiences the pleasures and pains of, on the subtle platform. And then there's the, the spiritual platform, the platform of the, of the spirit soul that actually is transcendental or above the comings and goings of the material world. Why Krishna says, right in the beginning of the Bhagavad Gita, There's so much coming and going in the material world, happiness and distress, pleasure and pain, hot and cold. Right? But it's always changing, always changing. And, and the first instruction of the Bhagavad Gita is that you, you, you're not the body, effectively. Although our philosophy is a, a chincha, inconceivable, because on the one hand, we're not the body, but then on, on the other hand, we are. Right? You can't ignore the fact, you know, pinch yourself. Right? You're definitely feeling something. Right? Something going on. It's not that we can just float around a place and ignore the body. We can't. But we tolerate the comings and goings of material existence because it's all temporary and always changing. Just like our dreaming. That's why it's compared to a dream. It is not a permanent condition. 
Whereas the experience in the spiritual realm is permanent, doesn't change. That doesn't mean there's not variety. There is variety. But time doesn't have its influence in the spiritual world. Time doesn't exist in, as it does in the, in the material world because in the material world, everything has a beginning, a middle, and then an end. Adhyantavanta kuntayana teshu ramate buddha. So the wise, buddha, the intelligent, don't seek pleasure in, in, in the experiences of the material realm. Why is that? Why is that? Yeah. And it, you'll be happy one day and then sad the next. Huh? This, the happiness and distress is relative. You know, we just had Diwali, right? Although, in in Prabhupada didn't make a didn't didn't make Diwali a big festival actually. It traditionally, is a festival in Indian tradition, Hindu tradition. Diwali is a big festival, like Christmas. Uh, I didn't really appreciate Diwali until I went to India. And and we spent Kartik in Vrindavan, some 1993, I think it was actually. Kartik in Vrindavan. And, and prior to that, Diwali was, uh, for me, well, for most of us in Iskon, it's just a name on the calendar. It, you know, just like, you know, we have so-and-so's disappearance or whatever, we look at that and we think, well, okay. Uh, uh, today's Gorkishore does Babaji Maharaj's disappearance day. That's a special occasion. Uh, but, you know, Diwali, we didn't celebrate it. What did Prabhupada put the emphasis on? What did Prabhupada emphasise at that time? What does Prabhupada emphasise? Huh? Yes, yeah, yes, but no, at that time, at the same time as Diwali. Hmm? No, Prabhupada, actually Prabhupada didn't emphasise Kartik either, by the way. I mean, he got us to offer candles. But it's very interesting in Prabhupada's explanation to Jaipataka Swami about Kartik. He said, it's an opportunity for the non-devotees to come and do some devotional service. He said, for the regular practitioners, it doesn't matter. Very interesting. Because <laughs> they've, already, they've already bought the, the product. <laughs> they've already got the product. Right? Very interesting. Kartik, the Mother of Dhammadas kind of created its own momentum within ISKCON. But um, Prabhupada didn't actually emphasise it. If you look at Prabhupada's teachings, apart from that offering of candles and so forth. Uh, no, but what did Prabhupada emphasise? 
at Diwali time at that time, what did Prabhupada emphasize, you think? What's, what happens on the day after Diwali? It was only a few days ago. Oh, yeah, actually, well, we do it on a different day. But what did Prabhupada emphasize? Govardhan Puja. Yeah. Prabhupada emphasized Govardhan Puja, which is the next day. We usually celebrate Govardhan Puja on a weekend so everybody can participate. But that's why it might not be obvious. Why would Prabhupada emphasize Govardhan Puja over Diwali, do you think? Why do you think? What was that? So just loudly. Yes, yeah, Diwali's about Lord Ram and Govardhan Puja's about who? Krishna. Yeah. So Prabhupada generally put the emphasis on who in ISKCON and our celebrations. Who did Prabhupada emphasize? Krishna and who else? Hmm? Yes. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and, and, and that's why, you know, on, a, on our, in our temple worship, we generally see Navadweep, um, Brindavan, um, Jagannath Puri. Right? Uh, Sankatan, Padi, Krishna in Vrindavan, Radha Krishna, right? And then Lord Jagannath, Balaram and Subhadra. <clears throat> right? Some temples, very few actually, we have Siddha Ram Lakshman, but generally, this is, this is the Gaudiya uh, worship. Right? So, um, we, didn't, we didn't celebrate Diwali, but I, 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 Diwali made sense to me when I spent that month in Vrindavan in Kartik and saw what was going on. You know, it's like if you just read on a calendar, it's Christmas, you know, you wouldn't think much of it. But if you have experienced Christmas, then you understand it's a festival. Same with Diwali. It has a big build-up and it's everybody, everything's decorated and everybody's happy and they're giving sweets and, you know, the atmosphere in Vrindavan is surcharged with enthusiasm, right? That's why it's called Utsav, right? Utsav, Utsaha means enthusiasm, right? That's what happens. It generates enthusiasm. And for the devotees, the festivals generate enthusiasm for service, service to Krishna. Right? That's why they're so important. So, um, 
I've forgotten what my point was going to be. <laughs> It'll come to me, don't worry. Yep. So it was something to do about dreaming, wasn't it? Uh, we'll backtrack. So, you know, Uh, Maharaj Chitrakedu is uh, explaining how this happiness and distress of the material world, ah, that was going to be my point, got it. So, Diwali is a festival and everybody's happy, right? But usually they eat too many sweets, right? And then because of eating too many sweets, they get a toothache. Right? So what is, hap what is Diwali now? It's suffering. <laughs> we ate too much. <laughs> right? So it's a source of pleasure, but also a source of suffering. Right? But then the suffering of those who ate too many sweets is happiness for the dentist. Right? He's thinking, oh, good. <laughs> Great. I enjoy Diwali. <laughs> so it's relative, you know, it's it's relative. Even even sometimes we find that we learn more about ourselves from the difficulties that we experience. Right? Right? And forget ourselves or forget our identity when we're in a situation where we're so-called happy. Right? Happiness coming from the material world. So there's a warning here for us. We shouldn't be too absorbed in the comings and goings of the material world and identify with them because... Uh, they're not always uh, uh, an indication of what is actually going on. When we think we're doing well, we could actually be illusioned. And so for our spiritual life, it's not beneficial. Why the devotees are focused on service to Krishna, which is their permanent circumstance or permanent situation, and uh, tolerate then the comings and goings. Our, our spiritual identity is one of permanence and one of ananda, right? Satchit ananda is a natural quality. These are the natural qualities of the spirit, of the, of the liberated personality, liberated soul. We are naturally happy. That's our natural position. But we, we're identifying with the material 
creation and we forget ourselves and by identifying with the material uh, circumstance we get upset if we lose something or if, or if we're suffering and when we become jubilant when we get something material but actually the nature of the our, our original nature is one of ananda Satchit ananda that's our permanent position so Prabhupada quotes Prabodhananda Saraswati Thakur and he says a devotee transcends the comings and goings of the material creation doesn't doesn't give them too much credence and so therefore this example it's like a dream it doesn't have any substance because it's always coming and going but that which has real substance is that experience when we're actually situated in our spiritual position and what's the recommendation what's the recommendation in a purport if you want to be happy what do you do what was Prabhupada's recommendation and Prabhupada Saraswati Thakur's recommendation? Chan Hare Krishna. <laughs> Chan Hare Krishna, pretty simple. Right? Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed that he was never distressed but always happy in chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. And Prabhupada says he, in any condition of life, one will be happy if he chants the holy name of the Lord. Right? Now why is that? That's because that's our natural position. When we chant Hare Krishna, Cheto Dapanam Marjanam Bhava Devagni what is it? Cheto Dapanam Marjanam Bhava Mahadavagni Nivapranam. Saravatma Snapanam. It's a it's, a, it's like taking a bath. Right? It cleanses the mind and the heart of material contamination. And with the cleaning of the mind, with the, it's described like, the mind is described like a mirror. Right? The mind reflects those experiences, those images, those sounds, those smells, the touch, the mind reflects those experiences like a mirror reflects light, right? And has memory, has, has memory. Just as the senses have memory, the mind has memory. If you look at the light, then close your eyes, what do you see? You still see the light. You experience that? Or just like, did any of you get, uh, did, they have, did they have corporal punishment when you were at school? Corporal punishment. Huh? Yeah, we used to get the blackboard ruler. Uh, misbehave. Okay, come out of here. Whack. And then you used to make out, ah, that didn't hurt. Well, I can take it. Then you sit down. 
Ouch! (laughs) So the mind and the senses have memory. And, and, and we often dwell on those memories. Oh, this happened to me, or that happened to me, or whatever. But actually, you know, it's, 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 it's come, or it's, a, it's been there for some time, but then it's gone. Right? But it's interesting, isn't it, how experiences of the past can create trauma now because we're still hearing the echoes of whatever it was that we experienced, right? But the example here is, it's like a dream. So how much credence do we put in a dream? Can't put much credence in a dream. Unless it's a, you know, unless it's a, a, a relevatory, you know, Unless it's a special, you know, there are some circumstances where dreams can be taken seriously, right? But most of the time, what do we think about dreams? How seriously do you take your dreams? Most of them we've forgotten, right? So, um, we are... Satchit Ananda by nature, eternal, uh, knowledgeable, and blissful. And so, um, happy, naturally happy. It's when we allow the coverings of material existence to cover the natural Krishna conscious position of our spiritual identity that we suffer. So Prabhupada says here, and he's quoting Prabhupada Nanda Saswati Thakur, uh, what is it? Vishvam Purna Sukhayate, the material world is actually a place of Happiness. Sukha, sukha means happiness, right? A proper explanation. Here's how you uncover that happiness, Chan Hare Krishna. Right? Because that cleansing of the heart, cleansing of the mind, removes the dust of material existence and, and the darkness that that covering of the dust creates. And it uncovers the natural condition of the spirit soul. Is what you know. Lord Chaitanya glorifies the Sankirtan experience, the chanting of Hare Krishna, because it uncovers our uh, spiritual identity, and it it cleanses the heart of all of these traumas, traumas from the negative experiences we've had or even the attachments to material enjoyment that we have because we experience some pleasure. Yeah? We think, oh yes, I can enjoy. But even that enjoyment is so flickering. It can also be, Prabhupada mentions in the, in the Gita, that 
enjoy, material enjoyment is actually the enemy of the conditioned soul, right? Because we become attached to material things, thinking they're going to make us happy. But they only make us happy for a moment, and then what happens? Gone. Right? So, the emphasis is on chanting Hare Krishna. The emphasis is on removing those attachments to the things that caused us, that, that gave us some, some fleeting experience of happiness, but also removing the traumas, which we also hang on to. Right? We hang on to our suffering. For some reason or other, we hang on to it. Oh, I'm, I'm so hurt. Right? My mum and dad did this. My friends did this. My teachers did this. Right? Life is not fair. And it's not. <laughs> it's true. It's not fair right? in many respects. But whose who's fault is it? <laughs> we want to blame everybody else. It's everybody else, not me. I didn't do anything. Uh, uh, Prabhupada makes a point, you know, and it's common knowledge. Go and ask the prisoners in jail, you know, why are you in jail? Oh, it wasn't me. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I was framed. <laughs> uh, they're all ganging up on me. Huh? <clears throat> this is what Krishna said. It comes from Krishna, <laughs> actually. Balaram said to Mother Yashoda, Krishna's eating dirt. He said, no, I'm not. I'm not eating dirt. They're all just picking of me. <laughs> so, Prabhupada mentions in the Chaitanya Chaitanya you know, that the experiences that we have in the material world all originally rest in Krishna, right? All originally rests in Krishna. Otherwise, we couldn't experience it here in the material world without it or originally uh, resting, being manifest by Krishna. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? We hang on to our suffering and we hang on to the happiness. And as a result of hanging on to those things, we're not actually able to connect to our spiritual identity, you know, to our spiritual existence. These coverings cloud the, you know, in the Chaitanya Chaitamrita, uh, Krishna Das Kaviraj said, what is it? Uh, uh, Krishna Surya Sam. Krishna's like the sun. Sama means the same, like we have the word same in English. Sama means the same. <clears throat> or e equal to, right? So Krishna Surya Sam. Krishna is like the, su the sun. Maya is like Andhakara, darkness. Right? Uh, and we hang on to the darkness, we hang on to the suffering, we hang on to the enjoyment. But in hanging on to those things, we stop the Krishna sun from lighting up our lives. They're considered to be like 
ignorance, the clouds of ignorance, the clouds and mists of ignorance. So how to remove those attachments? We are recommended to chant Hare Krishna. Sometimes we, sometimes devotees say, you know, well, they're chanting Hare Krishna, but they're still hanging on to their traumas. We still hang on. So sometimes we have to make the devotees aware of what those traumas are. Sometimes they're not aware of it. We're not aware that what we're hanging on to. We need to be made aware of it. Then we realise, ooh, okay, I'm hanging on. I need to let go. Right. What's that? These are called anartha, attachments. And the chanting of Hare Krishna is actually, you know, we sadhu sangha, no, what is it? Ado shraddha, right? In the beginning there's some faith. That faith then brings us into the association of the devotees, right? Then in the association of the devotees, what do we do? Bhajana kriya. And then as we perform our bhajan, the next stage is anatta nivritti, giving up these attachments. So many attachments we have. Of course, they can be easily. Prabhupada says, we can, I can kick them out. We have to follow the order of the spiritual master. Not so easy. <laughs> That's why we have to, every morning we have to sing, you know, Sri Guru Charana Padma. We have, to, we have to remind ourselves every day because we forget these things very easily. Or we hang on. We just hang on to our material Attachments, right? <clears throat> so, very interesting, this analogy given by Chitrik Maharaj Chitrikedu. Material existence is like a dream or it's like a garland that one misidentifies as a snake. What? And the solution here, Prabhupada says, is Chan Hare Krishna. That's why, you know, this is our potted, um, this is the Hare Krishna potted solution to all problems. Right? You got a problem? Sure, we can fix that. Chan Hare Krishna. <laughs> And that's a fact. That's a fact. You know, I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but you can wake up in the morning, had a bad dream or whatever, and you've got all this stuff floating around in your head. Right? And life is just a state of confusion. But then if you chant Hare Krishna 16 rounds right, in the morning by 7 o'clock, it's time to greet the deities. You've forgotten what, you've completely forgotten what it was that you were worried about at four o'clock. Have you had that experience? Just completely gone. And then in the kirtan and after class, you're just floating in a cloud of ecstasy. <laughs> uh, so we know it. That's why we do what we do because when we chant Hare Krishna, 
follow the process of bhakti, basically, we forget our material existence. We forget it. And we're happy in the experience of our original spiritual selves. That's the, that's the, uh, the, the underlying power of bhakti because effectively it uncovers our spiritual identity. At least we see a glimpse of that of our satchit ananda form. Right? And and it's interesting, you know, one of the reasons why but that's just the beginning. That's the beginning. Uh, Naratam Das Thakur explains in the um, Prema Bhakti Chandrika how one's attached to the spiritual master, that attachment to the spiritual master and the following of the instructions of the spiritual master purifies the heart, cleanses the heart of uh, material identification and it uncovers the spiritual identity, one's spiritual identity. And that spiritual identity is confirmed by the spiritual master. One's um, siddha deha is confirmed by that process. Serving the spiritual master primarily, what's our main service? What's the main service to the spiritual master? Huh? Chanting. Yeah, this is, we do all other things. Huh? And we serve our, we serve our parents, we serve our spouses, we serve our children, etc. So much service we do. But prime service is to chant Hare Krishna because by chanting Hare Krishna, that uncovers our spiritual identity. In the beginning, it's just such, it's such it and under. You know, we just feel happy, right? Because that's a natural state of the of the conditioned soul. But as we make progress, then Krishna, the spiritual master, reveals our original position in in the spiritual world. Right? That's that's the goal. That's So um, that's why chanting is emphasised. Uh, and originally emphasised by who? Who originally emphasised this chanting? Yes. Yes, Krishna himself, Lord Chaitanya, right? Lord Chaitanya. And it's the Yuga Dharma, chanting of Hare Krishna, Sankirtan and Japa is the Yuga Dharma, right? But at the, at the same time as it was uh, scheduled to establish the Yuga Dharma, Lord Chaitanya also, Krishna himself also decided, I'm going to give 
pure love of Godhead in the mood of the residents of Brindavan. I'm going to, well, I'm going to relish that myself, right? Because Krishna was thinking, what is it that Radharani sees in me that makes her so ecstatic? I want to know what that is. Because Radharani is having more fun than me. <laughs> She's enjoying. And you know, sometimes Krishna would see a reflection of himself in a, in a mirror or in a, in a water and he'd be attracted to it because Krishna's so attractive, he even attracts himself. <laughs> right? But he can't enjoy it like Radharani. Right? Can't enjoy himself like Radharani does because he's Krishna. Right? It's, it doesn't work. You can't enjoy yourself like that. So uh, Lord Chaitanya is thinking, I want to enjoy like Radharani. Well, this is internal, one of his internal meditations. And so uh, Krishna appeared as a, a devotee in the mood of Srimati Radharani so that he could relish that experience of the devotee effectively. And Radharani is the epitome, she's the emblem of devotion. Right? The Madhurya Rasa. So uh, that uh, experience and that gift, if you like. Most people, you know, we see it. Most people come to the temple, and or many people come to the temple, and they stand before God, right? and they're saying, "Who knows what they're saying? Give me this, give me this, give me that, give me the other thing." Was it? I'm giving you my fifty dollars. You give me five million. <laughs> That's a fair deal, isn't it? <laughs> uh, they want. Prabhupada says, most religion teaches God is great. He's the father of everybody. You know, um, he's our order supplier. Right? This is the mood. Go to the temple and pray to your father, please give me some money. <laughs> is that right? Go to the temple. I'm so fallen, please give me lots of material opulence. <laughs> Not always, but very often. Whereas uh, the process of bhakti as promulgated by Lord Chaitanya through the chanting of Hare Krishna is that the devotee becomes, instead of wanting God to serve him, he wants to serve God. And in that mood of service, one can then enter into, especially, why, why it's so special is because 
through the Sankirtan and through the chanting of Hare Krishna, one can enter into the realm of uh, Goloka, right? Topmost spiritual planet beyond the material realm where the intimacy of relationship with God is such that one can serve as a friend or one can serve as a parent or one can serve in the mood of an intimate lover like that like the gopis. So Lord Chaitanya Krishna, when he, uh, he decided that he would relish that mood of devotion that's experienced by Srimata Radharani and that he would share that with others, right? At the same time came the uh, um, duty, if you like, to establish the Yuga Dharma. Right? Just like um, Krishna, when he appeared, he appeared mainly, his main purpose was to relish his, the, 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 the intimacy of his relationships with the residents of Vrindavan. That was his main purpose. But at the same time, he, you know, Paritranaya Sadranam, but then Vinashaya Tajushkitam, he killed the demons, Battle of Kurukshetra. But it's interesting, the Acharyas explain that the battle of the killing of the demons was done by Vishnu, not by Krishna. Huh? And Vishnu is kind of like God in the office. Whereas uh, uh, Krishna is um, God at home. Right? When, you, when, when, when you're in the office, you have to wear your tie, suit and tie and, you know, you... you you come in a formal way, right? Formal way. But when you're at home, you're more relaxed and you're more casual and relationships are much more intimate. Uh, Prabhupada gives the example of, of Benjamin Disraeli. Do you know who Benjamin Disraeli was? He's the Prime Minister of England, a famous Prime Minister of England. Huh? And uh, one day, um, the, uh, the Chancellor of the Exchequer came to see Benjamin Disraeli. You know what the Chancellor of the Exchequer is? The, the <coughs> hmm. No. He's <laughs> a treasurer, <laughs> the treasurer. So he came to see the Prime Minister. And, and the secretary said, uh, the prime minister is busy at the moment. He can't see you. You just have to wait. <laughs> so, you know, the, the, the chancellor of the exchequer got a bit patient because he was left waiting. So he snuck around the door to see what the prime minister was doing. The prime minister was on his hands and legs and he was playing horsey for his grandchildren. <laughs> So, you know, much more intimate. The Chancellor of the Exchequer has to wait while the Prime Minister is playing with his grandchildren. And what does he get pleasure out of? Obviously, he gets pleasure out of doing his 
office work, right? But he gets more pleasure out of playing with his kids or his grandchildren. So Krishna is, he's Satchitananda, whatever he does. But the highest pleasure that he experiences is in his intimate relationships with his, with the residents of Vrindavan. And coincidental is, you know, vinasaya chaduskritam, killing the demons. That's incidental, that just happens. So similarly also, in, in, in when Krishna appears as Lord Chaitanya, it's time to establish the Yuga Dharma. And what's the Yuga Dharma in Kali Yuga? Chani Hare Krishna. Yeah. But in this special Kali Yuga, the chanting of Hare Krishna gives us access to the, to the realm of Vrindavan and to the intimate, intimacy of Krishna at home, right? rather than God in the office. Right? Uh, and uh, Lord Chaitanya emphasized the chanting of Hare Krishna. Also, the chanting of Hare Krishna counting the number of rounds. We see that with the, with the Goswami, Sankhya Purvaka Namagana Natibi. It's explained how the Goswamis, who were the direct disciples of Lord Chaitanya, right, would, reg- would chant Sankhya. Sankhya means what? Anybody know what Sankhya means? Uh, no. Number. Counting. Counting. Sankhya means to count. Sankhya Yoga. In the Bhagavad Gita means the 13th chapter, isn't it? Sankhya Yoga. I think it is. Counting all of the elements of the material creation and ordering them so that we can understand what's going on. Bhagavad Gita is pretty powerful. Here's what it is. All of the different elements that cover our original identity. So Lord Chaitanya established this Sankirtan and Japa. Even Lord Chaitanya would count he, he didn't um, necessarily use beads. What, what did Lord? Ch- it's described in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. How did Lord Chaitanya count his rounds? Tied a cloth. Well, he used his fingers. He would count on his fingers. He's a sannyasi, so you know, very, very renounced. We can't imagine the renunciation of the Goswamis and of, of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We can, you know. This is opulent. This is material attachment, having a bead and a bee bag. <laughs> but being very renounced, no, nothing is mine, everything is temporary. Uh, so count, on your, count your japa on your fingers. That's pretty far out. Uh. We need beads just to remember where we're up to. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't happen very often these days, but I remember some years ago, I'd be chanting Hare Krishna and I'd forget to pull my beads down. 
And then, you know, after half an hour or three quarters of an hour, I'd look, and then I'd be thinking, mm, what's going on here? <laughs> how many rounds? And then I'd have to look at my watch, and then, you know, because I know how many. But for some reason, lately, I'm, it's taken me 10 minutes to chant around. Oh boy, Hare Krishna. <laughs> By the time I get to the 15th round, I'm thinking, oh no, what's going on here? Why is it taking so long? But anyway, uh, Lord Chaitanya taught these, taught these, these principles, right? And, and that's, the, that's the means by which we can uncover or have the spiritual realm or our spiritual identity first, right? Revealed to us. Right? And that's what Prabhupada's saying here. You know, this, or, and Chitrakadu is saying, material world is just a, a place of confusion. Just like in, we have experiences in our dreams, and we wake up, right? we wake up and we think, what the world is that? Right? We don't know what's going on. So, we, we go through so many experiences, happiness and trauma and so forth, and we hang on to it like anything, and that stops us actually from re understanding or, or experiencing, seeing our spiritual identity through the chanting of Hare Krishna, because that's what it does. Cheto Dharpada Marjanam. It's a cleansing of the mind, the mirror of the mind. So when the mind, the purified mind is cleansed, then what's reflected in the mind, the pure spirit soul. Right? We, we can see ourselves reflected in the pure mind, like a mirror. Um, so, chanting Hare Krishna is, is the science of chanting, because it is a science, even though it's very simple, but still is a, it is a practice. That's what Lord Chaitanya taught. Uh, in two ways, but the Sankirtan and in the Japa. The Sankirtan primarily is for others. Right? Sankirtan part is for others. And the Japa is for who? Who's the, what's the Japa for? Who's that for? Ourselves. Yeah, ourselves. And also, when we go out, when, when people see us chanting Hare Krishna and we're effulgent and happy devotees, then people see that and they go, whoa, what's, what's going on here? This is different. These people are happy. That's why, this is why the Hare Krishna scare people because, you know, we're happy even though we don't have material opulence, we live simply, but we're still happy, happier than anybody. Right? We don't have the latest whatevers, but still we're happy. So, yeah. This material, the, the mind, what is the Prabhupada says here? Acceptance and rejection. Sankalpa and vikalpa. Oh, I want this. Oh, I don't want that. Even though we're hanging on to it, right? Like Prabhupada says, you know, the, the devotee gives the example of, what is it? 
the devotee hugging a tree, right? And he's saying, Maya, leave me alone. But he's still hanging on to it. <laughs> Maya, leave me alone. <laughs> so that, you know, that's that chanting Hare Krishna in a very surrendered way, giving up everything to Krishna and depending on Krishna for our protection and for our purification also. So that we can get free from this, you know, the the clouds and mists of ignorance that come from our attachment to the material world. Okay, anybody have any comments or questions? It's a half day fast today, so we don't have to go to breakfast. <laughs> Sibya. Hmm. No, I didn't say that. Prabhupada said Prabhupada that. Prabhupada said that in the um, yeah. verse. Um, but sometimes we see when we're doing devotional service, we are really happy by seeing the Lord and um, hearing nice kirtan and tasty prasadam. So is that happiness like a dream or is it spiritual? No, that's real happiness. We're, we're, we're happy in serving Krishna and the devotees and that's not illusory. That's the kind of happiness that we can relish and relish and relish day in, day out. It doesn't stop. Right? Especially if it's done with the right mentality, you know, with the right, with a desire to please Krishna and the devotees and the spiritual master. That's real happiness. You do it today, you do it tomorrow, and you do it the day after. And it's always the same. Right? That okay? Yeah. Good question. You never know what Sibia's going to come up with when it's, when it's question time. It's generally... Pretty deep. Huh? What happens when you get to school, though? <laughs> when we're in the temple, all we can think of is Krishna. When we're in a schoolyard, gosh, who knows what we're thinking about. I can tell you, but probably not appropriate right here and now. <laughs> but it's a dream, isn't it? That's that, This is the interesting thing is that material energy is so strong that it reinforces this bodily identification, right? So when you go to school, what happens when you go to school? Oh, look, there's the boys and there's the girls. This is what goes on at school. Well, the boys want to play with the girls and the girls want to play with the boys. Is that right? Yeah. Who do you like? That's <laughs> just illusion. But powerful, super powerful, material energy, super powerful.
And, and, and so, you know, there's a culture. There's a culture of, of learning. There's a, there's a social culture. There's an intellectual culture. And the, that culture actually, re, and they're very powerful, and it just reinforces the bodily identification. Well, what's going on at the moment? What's going on at the moment, the big thing at the moment? Entertainment-wise, what's going on? Cricket. Yeah. Cricket. And whenever India's playing, what happens? You know, when India was playing Pakistan, the temple was empty. <laughs> huh? 90,000 people. And I, I dare say 90% were Indians because there's not that many Pakistanis in Australia anyway. Huh? Hey? Everybody was chanting. They weren't chanting their rounds, I'm sure. <laughs> huh? And everybody's into it. And, you know, the, and I think, you know, the Indians won on the last ball. And they're in ecstasy. Oh, we beat the Pakistanis. Those, those dogs. <laughs> That's what they, you know, the degree of animosity between the Indians and the Pakistanis, we can't appreciate it. We can't appreciate it. Because it's a lived experience, you know, it's just generations of animosity have just been built up. And for good reason too, by the way, not, you know, the atrocities that both sides have perpetrated on each other is, is it's historical, right? But very powerful, very, very powerful. And so, uh, yeah, we have to be careful. And then, but then, when we come to the temple and we chant Hare Krishna, we just we we should we transcend these things. Actually, the the spiritual culture of Krishna consciousness elevates us beyond Indian and Pakistani and Australian and whatever. Puts us in the spiritual world. You know, sometimes the Indians think, you know, we're superior because we have this spiritual culture, you know, it actually comes from India, but it doesn't come from India at all. It comes from the spiritual world. It's just Krishna happened to choose that place where it was the most aligned to the spiritual culture. And that's why Krishna appears. But actually, it's out of this world altogether. But we do have to be careful because the material energy is super powerful, as we see. So, you know, we get attracted to the cricket. We go to the cricket. Uh, and then when, when um, you know, when the Pakistanis, and this is like this dream, right? this dream that's mentioned here. When the Pakistanis hit a six, we go, oh, no, oh, that's terrible, right? <laughs> but then when we bowl a Pakistani out, yay, oh, fantastic. Huh? <laughs> it's, just, it's just, it's like a dream. Huh? When you think about it. 
Is that right? Did you go to the cricket, Sibya? You didn't? Oh. I know a few who did, though. We won't embarrass them. <laughs> so, you know, uh, um, the next day I went to the Diwali dinner that was held by Dan Andrews at, the, at uh, Flemington. And he was saying how Melbourne is the only place in the world where you can have a, that you can have such a large crowd. It's the biggest crowd of Indians in one place outside of India. I don't know whether that's true or not, but it could very well be. A lot of. What do you think, Mitu? Did you go to the cricket? Oh, no, you don't have to say. <laughs> All right, okay. Now, today's Gorkishaw does Babaji's disappearance day. So, Gorkishaw does Babaji is a very interesting character, a very interesting personality, and teaches us something. Bhaktivinoda Thakur encouraged told his son, Bhaktisiddhanta Saswati Thakur, to take initiation from Gorkishore Das Babaji. Now, Gorkishore Das Babaji was uh, illiterate, interesting. And of course, Bhaktisiddhanta Saswati Thakur was an erudite scholar, as was Bhaktivinoda Thakur. And, uh, and actually, as was Gorkishore Das Babaji. But Gorkishore Das Babaji learned his, or exhibited his bhakti, and learned his bhakti by traditional methods, by hearing and chanting. Uh, he didn't, he wasn't a great, you know, scholar in the traditional sense of the term, but, he was a very, very, very elevated Vaishnava right? because of his practice and because of Krishna's mercy ultimately, but also because of his association with the devotees. Um, he understood the philosophy of Krishna consciousness and was a preacher much like anybody else, but also very, very renounced in his, when he took, you know, when he, uh, took the, the Babaji Vesh, or the, you know, the dress of a renunciate, effectively, right? And that was the tradition, the tradition was the, when one retired, and Bhaktivinoda did this also, and went into his bhajan at the end of his life, then they dressed in a very renounced fashion. This is the, the Babaji Vesha, right? And, um, uh, sannyas was introduced later by Bhaktisiddhanta Sasvali Thakur, wasn't commonly practiced. But uh, uh, very interesting, um, the scholar Bhaktisiddhanta Sasvali Thakur took initiation from the, 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 the simple, the so-called, or the apparently simple devotee, the not learned personality, couldn't read actually, right? But actually, um, 
Gokishaw Das Babaji was a highly elevated devotee who understood all of the purports of the Vedic literature in any case and was putting it into practice and was showing that, demonstrating that by his absorption in his bhajan, the absorption, just like the Goswamis, they gave up material pursuits and material endeavours because of their deep absorption in their devotional service to Krishna. So, you know, externally it appears that Gorkisaw Das Babaji was not a great scholar, but at the same time, um, actually he was, because he exemplified the character of a devotee who's so deeply absorbed in his service to the Lord that, you know, what went on in the material world was a dream, effectively, like it's explained here by Chitraketu. Uh, so, um, yeah, today's an opportunity to uh, meditate on, um, you know, we may, we, we, um, we're inspired by Gokushaw Das Babaji because of his, uh, the qualities and the characteristics of his bhajan and his bhakti, and the level of, of uh, attachment that he had for Krishna's service. And, and that was the underpinning, that was the foundation of his detachment. Right? The, the, the important thing for the devotees is attachment to Krishna. Automatically detachment from material things will manifest. We don't have to cultivate detachment from material things. Because, you know, you can make a show of that. Huh? But that can easily be exposed. Huh? You, 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 there used to be a time, I don't think it happens so much these days, where the brahmacharis would come to breakfast with a little bowl. Huh? I'm renounced. Look my little bowl. Right? But then they used to pile up the prasadam <laughs> as much as they could, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> and then, you know, in the fridge, you could leave the maha prasadam. Somebody was stashing something in the fridge, but the renunciates would always, you know, they'd be eating it very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> So, even though renunciation is a natural characteristic right, of a devotee, of an advanced devotee, it is predicated by attachment to bhakti, attachment to devotional service. Then renunciation will naturally manifest. Right? We saw that... This is exemplified by Raghunath Das, by Naratam Das, you know, very elevated devotees. But they realised their nichasiddha, they had realised their eternal relationship. They were deeply absorbed in serving Krishna in their spirit, in their siddha deha, 
They see this Varup, right? And, and because of that deep absorption in the Siddhas Varup, then detachment from material things came. We should never think that I should cultivate detachment and then automatically bhakti will manifest. Uh-uh. That won't work. Doesn't work like that. Attachment to Krishna means detachment from material things. Detachment from material things does not necessarily mean attachment to Krishna. Right? And so Krishna, and in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna explains, and Prabhupada talks about that, one shouldn't be a charlatan meditator. Right? He's chanting Hare Krishna, but he's thinking about, oh, I wonder if India is going to win on Sunday. <laughs> or maybe we will anyway, right? But we should still be cultivating our Krishna, you know, we should be working on developing our Krishna consciousness because even if, you're, even if you are thinking, oh, I won't go to the cricket, you'll still be thinking about the cricket. <laughs> Okay, so Gorkishore Das Babaji is, is an inspiration for us. Because of that, you know, these, 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 that particular characteristic of attachment to um, Krishna's service, attachment to service, he had his deities. <coughs> he has described how Gorkishore Das Babaji would keep his Radha and Krishna in a, in a Hessian sack. Can you imagine that? You know what I mean by a Hessian sack? Hessian, like a, a bag. A bag that you keep rice in. Hessian. Yeah, it's the material that it's made from. And he would carry his deities with him in a session, in a, in a bag. <laughs> right? Not to be imitated by us at all. Right? <clears throat> we worship Krishna in, you know, opulence. So sometimes when we hear of the renunciation and of the activities, it's just bewildering. It's like, whoa. So not to be imitated. Can't be imitated. But inspiring nevertheless. And of course, inspiring in that he was the uh, spiritual master of uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Okay. Hare Krishna. Kandaraj Shimat Bhagavatam Ki Jai Sala Prabhupada Ki Jai Gora Bhakta Prindha Ki Jai We'll see you, see you back here at half past twelve for Pushpanjali